What is up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess, and welcome back. I mean, we're definitely still in the middle of a pandemic, but you know, I haven't really been able to see people or talk to people or, you know, have um, just happened to have people I want to interview that have the same recording equipment as me. So it's taken a little while to kind of figure out what we need to do, but you know, we're back and um, we have some exciting news. I'm saying we, it's just me tonight. My cat is sneezing in the background. But uh, Cheers to Beers is now a part of the Titan Cast Podcast Network, which is a rad podcast network that has a lot of other awesome shows um, ranging between, you know, like ad- advice to true crime to video games and all sorts of uh, great stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks, Titan Cast fam. We're, we're a part of it now. So um, with that news comes, you know, uh, more consistency and hopefully um, some some new voices, some new faces as well. Not that you can see that, but I promise they have different faces. Anyways, let's let's talk about what I'm drinking right now. I <laughs> I'm just really tired right now. I I got back from uh, helping out doing some uh, bottling. I right now I am drinking Aslan Brewing German Pilsner. It's uh, called Coastal Pils, um, and it's just exactly what I need right now. <laughs> Dude, some some production stuff you like you don't think it's gonna be that hard, but you're really moving in ways that you don't normally move. I really just needed a drink that was super light bodied, bright bitterness, and fucking crushable. I drank so many of these yesterday, <laughs> and you know what? I'm just drinking it straight out of the can. I don't even care. I mean, the the beer is so much more delightful when served and poured properly, but it's just so good to crush out of the can, man. It just feels right. Okay, so let's talk about this actual episode today. Um, my guest this week is captain of the ship at Bottleworks Bottle Shop, actor turned journalist, turned rad beer professional, Brandon Wiley. Um, yeah, he's running things over at Bottleworks right now. Bottleworks is my favorite beer spot in Seattle, really. I really wanted to talk to Brandon Besides the fact that he's hilarious and knowledgeable and just a great dude to hang out with, um, he's really interested in how this industry is shifting um, with COVID. Just for being a bottle shop that has a, such a great reputation, you know, lots of sales. What are they doing to adapt and how are breweries adapting to this as well? So we recorded this in Bottleworks, like I said, is one of the places I began my love affair with beer. Um, never mind the buzzing refrigerators. I'm pretty sure the majority of them are 150 years old. Um, it's just part of the vibe. Just close your eyes and blast the AC and listen. And I promise you'll feel like you're in Bottle Works with us. Also, apologies uh, for some of my mic issues during this episode. It's a faulty cable. My bad. This episode turned out to have a hot tops and current events sort of theme, which it just makes sense because of the state of the world. And we open up the conversation with um, some like local Washington beer drama um, with brewing. Um, So if you're not uh, from this area or you're not familiar with them, I mean, I'm sure they've made it onto the beer gossip Instagram accounts by this time. But um, yeah, they just posted an untimely video in the wake of police brutality seen across the U.S. and also just really bad in Seattle. And 
um, also the powerhouse that is Black Lives Matter movement. And they just like posted a half-ass apology about this video that just was just not put out at the right time in the right environment. Um, So that's what we're talking about right up front. And, you know, furthermore, how insane cancel culture and social media callouts have gotten like just recently during the pandemic. And um, this episode, we are just drinking some lagers, man. It's like when I said at the beginning of this, he's just like, are tired after a long day. And when you work at a bottle shop that has great access to the best lagers around, why wouldn't we be drinking that? So um, Brandon's drinking the Stoop German Pilsner. And I have the Machine House and Lowercase collab. Um, they did a London lager. And um, yeah, that's what we're drinking. We probably pop open some uh, Sea Pine IPA a little way through. Just We're really just drinking and supporting our local Seattle breweries. Okay, um, just a couple plugs. One, if you don't already follow Seattle Beer School, go ahead and check us out um, on our website, Instagram, Seattle Beer School. Shauna and I are running a beer education and events company that is Seattle Beer School. And we've been shifting towards doing some stuff online. And it's a little harder over a screen. But what's really cool about that is now we get to have people from all over get to join in on our classes, which has been really, really fun. And we're just finishing up a Around the World series where we covered different beer regions. And, um, you know, we tell you what to buy, what we're drinking, and we are just like having a fun time talking about beer. So we'll be doing some more of that in the future. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, check it out. Um, Shauna should be back on the show pretty shortly. And uh, also follow me on Instagram at just just beer for more daily beer content. Okay, I think that's it. Everyone, um, get your local Pilsner, get your local Hellas, um, Schwartz beer, <laughs> uh, wherever you can support your local brewery and drink along with us. Cheers. It's kind of like social media. You just put it out there and all of a sudden, like... Yeah, that's fair. Now nobody wants to drink at your brewery anymore. Dude, that shit's been <laughs> really real. Dude, try being on my end. Like, Has as it a, been bad? It's as, a, as somebody who sells, sold the beer of said brewery. Oh. Um, it's, it's really weird because people, while that situation was going down... The whole time we're getting people emailing us and, te- and and DMing us on Instagram saying, I don't know if you know what's going on. Da, 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 da. You're like, I, I promise like, you I know what's I'm, happening. I'm fully aware. And Why did they feel the need to tell you that? <laughs> well, because people then are saying, like, are, are you still following them on Instagram? Uh, like, well, yeah, I'm Christ. still following because I'd like to know what the next thing is. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm of the mindset, like, if people can realize they're in the wrong and admit that they were wrong, then they deserve forgiveness. I totally agree. And I think people are getting used to apologies. People are learning one, how to do an apology. And like, it's kind of something that the public just expects. And then if you do it, pe- like the public is more forgiving. Like they're, w- they're willing to like, right, right. let it go. Right. Cheers real quick. Yeah. Cheers. I don't know. Are we starting? I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> we can name them. I'll probably say their name. <laughs> you, you can say a name. I can't say a name. Oh, I can't. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I have to be, I have to, I can't do what understandably 
other bottle shops have done and, and called them out by name. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because, you know, I, I was, I thought the apology in quotations was like, all right, okay. And then that got deleted. And then that's when I was like, oh, no, this is not good. And then the yeah. video of came up come up basically yeah. like with that mid- that middle finger video uh-huh. saying yep this is how it's gonna be yep. here's the thing that pissed you off all once again that's when i was like i knew i knew i had to pull it i had to pull it, it sucks dude and it's kind of strange because even though i feel like we've been in this kind of social media digital age for a few years now it seems like all of a sudden and probably just because there's so much social unrest but all of a sudden it's kind of like people are willing to quote unquote cancel them like fucking immediately like oh yeah it feels like really intense right now it's very intense i i personally didn't think the video warranted that much negativity at first yeah for sure um was it poor timing yeah yeah probably like they should have thought of that yeah probably maybe not repost that this one's a tough one i i but in the meantime yeah i'm i don't support them we've we've had other breweries that we just took the stuff off the shelf immediately that yeah. have done things melvin melvin yeah um them i will call out Dang it, I brought my backup. i'm That's used okay. to being on more professional podcasts so <laughs> ouch <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about what we're drinking <laughs> uh we <laughs> i've not been on anybody else's podcast uh for the record i don't know if you know that um but Joe Rogan is not knocking on my door anytime soon. Not Mark Marin. Uh, no, Mark Marin is definitely not. Um, <laughs> uh, poor Mark Marin. Uh, I am drinking uh, Stoops German style Pilsner. Yes, and I've got the um, Machine House lowercase collab uh, London Lager. And both of these are breweries that. As far as I know, at least in as far as Stoop, because we've never had any of their packaged beer in here before. They didn't package. Oh, I guess they made some. A they did bit. some bottles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lowercase. This is we've. It's the first time ever having them in here, which are some of my favorite people in the world. They the are the guys. best. John's the man. Yeah, they're such sweethearts, and um, I've been trying to do everything to support the hell out of them. Um, to the point where they, we are the only retailer right now selling their 40s. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, it was a conversation that I had with them, and then they're like, would well, you want to buy them? Like, fuck yeah, I want to buy them. And it's of their long butt lager. Uh, and uh, it's sold out. We got, we got our first batch. It's sold out immediately. I've always thought that's such a good idea to like put good beer into like uh, a, f- a forty bottle. Yeah. Well, you know it's funny. I don't know. I, I would. I don't. Well, I'm going to say anyway. I don't know if this is legal, but I'm sure it is. Um, what I've had to do because those bottles are proprietary. Oh. You cannot just buy those like you can a can or a twelve ounce. Sure. So I have to buy them forties of PBR <laughs> and sell it. And I've been selling it to them like for cost sure and then they go and probably drink it because they live at their brewery and what yeah, else are you gonna no do when doubt. you live at your own brewery right have you seen their setup it i haven't seen it in person oh, but it's, it's I've awesome seen the photos. it's awesome yeah i was there for a collaboration with a brewery that works out of there and i went to go use the restroom I'm like oh it's upstairs and i turn the corner when i get there and i'm like is that a is that a bed what the <laughs> hell is going on here and i come down and i'm like guys what are you sleeping here and they're like yeah we live here now I'm like oh my god that's the coolest thing ever yeah 
Um, do what you got to do to save it. That's exactly it. And but um, so yeah, they go and they again. I assume they drink the forties. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they clean them like you would any other bottles and yeah. then fill them up with their beer. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, it's so exciting. Like, there's been a lot of innovation happening since For this. For sure. And, yeah, that's kind of like what um, a topic I wanted to cover is kind of from your perspective, like being on the retail side at a very popular bottle shop, um, like how have you seen breweries adapt and innovate you know, like everyone's fucking canning now, which is crazy. Everybody, it's like, exhausting. It's exhausting. And I, as a beer buyer, it's difficult because all of a sudden everybody's canning everything they have to keep it from going bad. Mm-hmm. And you want to support all your friends, but there's only so much shelf space. Exactly. And I just, I don't want anybody's beer to go bad because they have too many options, especially now that we... Bottleworks have pivoted to an online store only. Right. right. Um, there's, I can't put too much stuff up there because then you get fatigued just looking through it, even though it's for broken sure. up by categories. Right. It's extremely exhausting. Yeah. Um, thank God for the search bar because that's saved a lot of people. Yeah. What's that? Uh, what's that thing called? It's like the consumer or the customer, uh, like choice. Paralysis. Fatigue. Yeah, basically, that's what happens. A lot you, of there's when there's so many options, you're just like, I can't make a choice, which yeah. is why I always refer to um, In and Out being like the kings of that because they only have like five things on their menu. And oh, then, the secret menu. Don't forget the secret menu. <laughs> now that's unlimited. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but okay, I mean, good. Isn't okay, the secret right. menu mostly just like their sauce and grilled onions on things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically, it's just variations. Well, I mean, that's funny because it's funny you say that because when people, I've heard a lot of people. They told me, like, oh, I went there, and I was just so much. So I bought a mystery bag. Like, all right. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we spent hours and hours and right? hours putting together a great selection of beers, and our mystery bags fly off the shelf. That is crazy. I would never buy a mystery bag, because I want to know what I'm getting. But so many people are like, just they roll just that care. dice. I love yeah. it. I love it. Right, yeah. It's kind of the same thing when, um, like, if you're working behind the bar, and you get a customer that like can't decide what they want aren't really figuring it out and they're like oh well you j- just give me something good <laughs> and you're like well you got to give me like some sort of criteria yes, i'm yeah. not gonna just come back with the most random thing that's on draft that happens with us still to walk up there and be like can you just give me some stuff i'm like oh, what you're do you like, like, like? <laughs> but we i mean we probably should back up and that like and let people know that we are so we shut down um a few hours before the stay-at-home orders were announced because Days leading up to this, people were like, they would come in and they're they're kind of like, ha, 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 this is weird, right? And just buying boxes of beer. And then that Monday, it turned from uncomfortable laughter and joking to people coming in wide-eyed, shoulders hunched, just like, like collapsing in on themselves and again, buying boxes of beer. <laughs> and I was like, this vibe has turned awful. Yeah, like, We have to do something. And I, I called up. Vern, I was like, we got, we got to shut down. We're not helping this situation out, even though we're technically, we can technically right. be open. Um, we got to do it. We have to. And he's like, you got, you got it. Cool. And then two weeks at home after I deep cleaned everything five times, and I was like, I got to go back to work. There's mm-hmm. beer dying on the vine. There's, I, I was more truly told. In, in addition to the beer, I was really worried about the long game. So many people are having fun on unemployment. Yep. They're calling it a vacation. Yep. But when that unemployment runs out and their job, in some cases, realizes we don't need 40 people working here and they don't have a job, what are they going to do? 
Dude, that's like kind of the craziest thing that I feel like a lot of people um, who work in the service industry, why it was so fucking shocking is just, it's common for bartenders and servers or whoever, even a back of house to like bounce around to different places. Like there's always another bar, there's always another brewery. Like that's always an option. And then to all of a sudden have that taken away. Yeah. Like my job wasn't so secure in the sense that it's like, oh, I've got a retirement plan, but it was secure in the sense that like, I know my skill level and I can get a job wherever I want. Right. And then just all of a sudden that doesn't exist. You're just like, what in the hell? <laughs> yeah, what, what are, I feel bad. What are people going to do? Yeah, man. It's it's scary. It's super scary. And I mean, I think for some people, especially people who like work in the service industry as bartenders and servers, a lot of times it's kind of like their side thing while they're like working on another career or something. So like for those people, I think that they're going to figure it out. But for us who are like dedicated to this industry and yeah. it really is about that service and hospitality, it's like... We're going to, I mean, obviously it's just adaption, but we don't know what that means yet. I mean, some people figured it out. Some people figured it out. Yeah. Like they've, they've, they've figured out how to, you know, like the online store for anybody right now seems to be doing well. Holy Mountain mm -hmm. doesn't want to go back to open to the public for a couple of reasons. The, on, the online store seems to be doing so well, especially with beer releases of insane beers that people are constantly trying to get. Um, and they'll just get, They'll just get like a horde of human beings come to, up to their door, a la Fremont. Yep. And problems will arise, a la Fremont. And I love Fremont. I love them. The great people. We used to work for them. But like that, their beer garden just welcomes it. They can't help it. It's just what it, it welcomes. I feel like everyone who owns a small business has all of a sudden had to like become a coder overnight or like, you know, oh, have yeah. to adapt to, you have to online all of a sudden, like, it's just, okay, this is a skill we have to learn right now. Yeah. Otherwise we're going to fall behind. And we're hoping that it doesn't go away. Cause it's, it, I don't think it is, man. It's making so much money mm -hmm. and we're, our numbers are basically what they were last year around this time. If wow. not more. Wow. It's cause it's open 24 hours a day. You know, right. I, I did a poll right before we reopened to say, to say like, do you all want online shopping or right. in person? Right. And like, it just the, the amount of people that voted for online was through the roof. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, let's see, let's do this, let's see what happens. And now I'm basically working at a beer fulfillment center, <laughs> yeah, which is very strange. But the support strange. has been great. The, yeah. We launched it on a Friday night about a month and a half ago, at eight o'clock, and crashed the server within two minutes <gasps> oh, crashed no. it people somehow people got into the website before we even put it online and were buying things what it was weird i have no idea how it was it was both enraging and kind of cool at the same yeah. time i was like all right we made a couple bucks but immediately it just blew up yeah that's so good to hear and you know i definitely the local breweries have been getting a lot of love too but i feel like where the bottle shop has um kind of is a little better is that it's just the variety like yes like you're saying you can go on the website at any time and then just and now all these breweries are freaking canning anyway so there's breweries that you go to to just yeah. drink only on draft but it, i don't know maybe it's a brew farther away from you or whatever and it's just now it's here <laughs> like it is, now yeah. that bottle works like yeah. okay this is great like and how fucking convenient and one thing i've been trying i've been trying to do because so full disclosure i haven't i started here in at the end of last year wow. and then since then I've been basically thrown into the manager role mm -hmm. which is weird um, running this bottle shop 
that is so well known. Like I had a conversation last night on like DMs between myself and don't drink beer. Yeah. That guy, Alex. Kidd, yeah. Yeah. Which was very weird. I'm like, like why? Is he? Oh, he's not talking to me. He's, he's talking, talking to, to bottle works. works. <laughs> and then I, I reach out to these breweries all the time. And they're like, to, Hey, you guys want to do this? And they're like, fuck yeah, we do. And I'm like, wow. Thanks. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Bottle works. Bottle works. Bottle works. And it's just I'd feel the same way though. I'd be like, Oh, okay. These people love me. It's very weird. You know, there's a lot of great like mobile canning services around, but also, I kind of that's not, the that's the that's the company to have dude, right now for real. Oh my god! Yeah, um, night and day. Yeah, uh, but and I haven't really noticed this because I don't know how many of these breweries actually have like a little canning line in their space or whatever. But I'm kind of like curious if there's been like some uh, like mishandling with cans or like you know improperly canned stuff with people just being like thrown into it yes, all of a sudden. Being there like, actually has yeah yeah and from from some that you wouldn't expect like sure. I've, I've definitely had I've got cans where it was just real squishy You're like did you yeah did you check this one <laughs> there's just nothing Others in there that the, the seal had not fully Oof. well sealed yeah uh, so is that. I get it. I mean, you're in a rush. You got to get something out there. Right. I'm not faulting anybody. I didn't say anything back. I just put it down the drain and <laughs> moved right. on. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we're for sure. all we're all learning. We're all trying to to make our way right now. Yeah, I have been impressed though with some of these breweries that have never canned before, and it's just been like super high quality. Like nothing. It tastes like you're drinking at the brewery, you know. So Cloudburst, like, prime example. Woo. Uh, we should talk about these beers we're drinking a little bit. We mentioned what they are, but. Um, I mean, like, thoughts? <laughs> uh, it's great for slowing down my brain uh, at a, after oh, yeah. yet another crazy day. Mm. It's been an insane week. Man, uh, I'm just happy to hear that, though. It's Wednesday. I'll, I'll talk about mine really quick since I haven't had it. Um, I, like, I'm not even quite sure um, what a London lager is supposed to be. I mean, there's definitely more malt character to this, um, but it's still quite bitter. It's, like, as bitter as I would expect a German Pilsner to be. Yeah. Um, so it kind of tastes like a German Pilsner with just like a different, like maybe a tiny bit of, I don't know, Vienna, Munich or something like that. Um, but delicious. I mean, I, I fucking love Machine House for their English styles. I just had their um, pale ale last night and um, lowercase, like we were saying, are the shit. So great beer. I'm like surprised I haven't had this one yet because I've been getting all the beer that lowercase has been putting out. Except for oh. those 40s that you're talking about. We'll get a, <laughs> we're going to bunch of them this week. Uh, yeah. Our website will have it all, everybody. www.bottleworks.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I have to pay for that advertisement? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, so, first off, I love Stoop's labels that they did for this. This Hello My Name Is. It's pretty good because they, they don't have to commit to anything, really. They just exactly. kind of change up the colors, and it's very clear yeah. about what it is. I, I do like how they've done that. Um, and I just love Stoop. You can't you Me can't too. help but to love Stoop. Uh, their, their location is insane with that. Those steep stairs that yeah. somebody's going to fall and die down one day. Oh, oh I mean, yeah, no doubt. God. I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been an injury. I, w- I was walking up those sober, and I felt like I was going <laughs> to fall back and die. But what a great location. Yeah. Um, yeah, just nice, crisp uh, German Pilsner that just keeps me coming back for more. Yeah, man. You know? Stoop does their loggers really well. I mean, I feel like people kind of know them for their IPAs, um, but, I mean, that's kind of like how a lot of breweries... I mean, I think they opened in, like, 2012, so, yeah... I, by 2012, that's all people were drinking. Um, but they they really kill the lager game, too. They really do. So, and I it's, mean... It's funny how my tastes have now turned from... You know, when I started working at Fremont Brewing, I'm like, give me that big, crazy shit that's going to knock my teeth out, that's going to blow my palate out. Give mm. me that angry chair barrel Oh, aged, yeah, man. And, you know, cupcake batter. 
And now, like, just give me a nice, clean German Pilsner or <laughs> Italian, whatever. Yeah. Just give me something that I can, like, not not have to choke on, basically. Right. Or even think about that much. Yes. I mean, that's, uh, it kind of makes sense, like, when you really think about, this is why this is the most popular style. Uh, uh, lager is the most popular style in the U.S. Because it's just so fucking easy to just, like, knock back. And you're saying, like, at the end of a busy day, man, like... And that's why Kevin Davey at Wayfinder is my spirit animal now. Uh, what a talent. What amazing, a talent. Amazing. Incredible. What a, and what a great guy, too. Yeah, I've never met him, but you seems were, oh, great. You got, you, got it, you got it down there sometime. He's a great guy. Yeah. Insanely talented. Insanely talented. Yeah, man. And plus, he's dating... You know who he's dating? No. Oh, my he, God. Uh, the head brewer at uh, Heater Allen. <laughs> They're just like, lager, lager, lager. You make good lagers. I make good lagers. Let's do this. <laughs> it's, it's so adorable. They're so cute. They're so cute. Oh, that's amazing. I was reading an interview a while back, and he was like, I have a, she's like my, she's my crush. Aww. And I don't know if he's dating her at the time or not. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's so cute that he has a crush on her because she's, he knows she's a great beer maker. Yeah. And then I saw a picture of them together. And I'm like, oh. Okay, so you made this happen. Oh, this is a thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, power couple there, everybody. Power couple. Yeah, man, and I always appreciate that you guys get Wayfinder because they can be h- kind of hard to find in Seattle sometimes. Uh, there may or may not be an exclusive coming up later this summer. Mm, okay, okay. I don't know anything about that. Mm, makes sense. Nor does Full Throttle Bottles know anything about that either. <laughs> okay, okay. So there you go. We can just you know cross them off the list about what sort of collaborations might be coming. Yeah, Jonathan over there, he doesn't know about it either. Mm. Kevin doesn't know about it. I don't know about it. Yeah. Dude, man, this is like why I, I love this industry. It, the collaboration really is a really big part of it. It just yes. It's about friendship and relationships and everyone's down to do something together, even if it's not like necessarily developing a beer and brewing it together. Like if it's something, you know, even like crossing the line outside of beer or you know, bottle shops and breweries and bars and breweries. Like there really is just uh, a need to connect with people in a way that I haven't experienced in any other industries before. And that's why I got into this industry years ago. Yeah, man, that makes uh, sense. Well, I mean, really I did it because I needed a job at the time and I really liked beer, but I stayed in it because of how communal it was. Yeah, man, I feel the exact same way. Um, did you first start working um, in beer in California or Arizona? How did you know I lived in California? You t- we talked about the 415 area, court, area oh, yeah. code. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, no, my first real foray, foray, foray? Mm-hmm. is that the word I'm like? Foray? Uh, I know words. Um, <laughs> big word. I worked at a place called Carly's Bistro in Phoenix, Arizona that had like Chimay mm. and Orval and all these really cool Belgian beers that I'd never really experienced. I didn't even like beer up until that point. Sure. I was a red wine guy because yeah. I'm very classy. Um, and once I started getting, that was my gateway. So I'd drink, I'd go there and I would try new beers and then I would go to this other place called Lost Leaf that's still somehow around that served awesome like imports and things like that and then discovered uh, Dogfish Head and this is all like early 2000s and and then got tired of Dogfish Head. Love <laughs> Dogfish Head, but good Lord. <laughs> Palate fatigue. Yeah, it gets to a certain point. Yeah, like we get it. We get it. Um, and then I just continued to just casually enjoy it. And then I moved to Portland after leaving Phoenix and living in San Francisco. Uh, moved to Portland to get the hell out of San Francisco. 
it got to be a bit much. Yeah. That's so fair. I ended up dating somebody who, and we both moved to Portland where I eventually got a job at a place called Burnside Brewery, which is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Um, worked there for a little while, left there, worked at a place called BTU, uh, which was a Chinese restaurant slash brewery, which were two guys from Burnside went and started that. Interesting. Amazing Chinese food. Mm, sounds great. Um, Portland didn't really latch onto it because they're like, are you a Chinese restaurant or are you a brewery? Your food's so good. Your beer, you have like brew nice, clean beers. Uh, what are you? They, Again, I love Portland. Portland doesn't like change or different things. Um, and then plus they were really pissed because it was a white guy that cooked all the food. So eventually that pay- place collapsed. Uh, Burnside Brewery went under. Um, and then I got a job at Barelick Brewing. My favorite, one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. The best people. Um, met a guy named Jim Parker there who kind of changed my life, who unfortunately passed away. Um, the guy knew everybody and then some. Had a great story about mm. every brewery you can imagine. Yeah. Had the worst breath in the world. <laughs> the worst <laughs> breath. Um, but he, he, spending time with him kind of made me realize like, oh, like, I could stay in this industry. Yeah, like there's something more here. There's something here. Like this is a guy who, he started the Green Dragon in Portland. Uh, he started Oaks Bottom in Portland. Um, has worked all over the Pacific Northwest. Um and the joke about him is that he could start a business, but he couldn't keep it running. <laughs> Again, made me realize like, okay, I, I, I love this industry. There's so much you can do. Because he would come up with like crazy ass beer festivals and things like that. Oh, yeah. Like that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And then moved here and worked at Fremont and uh, some sort of hop shop. And uh, some sort of uh, other place I won't name. Uh, standard and then here. Damn, you've been around the block. That's what they say. <laughs> it's always interesting to me because um, I, I feel like I had a similar situation. It wasn't quite like Belgian beer is what turned me on to beer in general at at that point when I worked at Burgundian. Um, How long ago was that? Uh, four years ago. Rest in peace, Burgundian. I know, man. These all all these shelves you see are all Burgundian. Mm. So dry storage, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm very <laughs> grateful we have these, but yeah. Um, but at that point, I'd already been drinking beer. I really loved beer. That's why I started working there. And um, but it was kind of like some of the Belgian beers uh, were, or like kind of like Red Flanders style, were really what kind of turned me in a different direction. It was like I was so familiar with American beer, but I didn't have that much knowledge or awareness of global beer or like the beer that kind of defines what good beer is but yeah i mean i'm staring at duchess right now that's like that was a game changer for me rodenbach um yeah even chimay um duvel uh you know cezanne dupont cezanne dupont absolutely um those were the ones that were really big game changers and it's kind of interesting to see that same pattern happen with other people that like we we like beer we're familiar with it but then that kind of takes you down it like is a new light in a way of like yeah. oh this there's more to this like there's already so much variety in american styles but like there's still more which is oh yeah america said we see you europe and right. blow you out of the water <laughs> like i still love i still love all the classic beers but yeah. whenever they try to do what we do it's like come on like stick to your lane you know how to make amazing lambics yeah. but don't don't make a pastry stout which is like so funny to see that kind of reverse 
how like for so long American brewing culture was like trying to be European. Yes. And now we're to the point where most of Europe has like modern breweries that are trying to do what we do. You know, th- right. that kind of circle is Don so Napolo. interesting. Yeah, Prime example. exactly. That's yeah. yeah. Although I think they take it in too far. And me too. Get your ice cream beer out of here. Stop it. <laughs> I've had. A, I like a, how they have fun though. I'll give them that. They have a fun Instagram. Yes, and their branding's really fun. But yes. um, and I've had some good beer from them. But I it's like how they get deemed like racist with their um, their yellow belly beer that's shaped like they have that bagged up like a Klansman. You know what I'm talking about? No. So there's beer called Yellow Belly that they did with another uh, Buxton brewery, and. They have, so it's a, I believe it's a 12 ounce bottle, barrel aged stout um, that's supposed to taste like peanut butter, but even though they don't use peanuts in it. Okay. And they have this uh, white bag over it with two black holes as eyes, and it says yellow belly on it, which, Mm -hmm. as we all know, means. If I mansplain anything, you better stop me there, too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So it's called yellow belly. It's a, a paper covering on it that makes, and they have it wrapped up real tight. The top's like a cone, so uh-huh. it looks like a Klansman okay. called Yellow Belly. And uh-huh. you flip it over the back, it's basically a beer. They're uh, denouncing racism. They have that written all over the, mm-hmm. the back and the bottle on the inside. But it's a problematic beer because people just look at it and automatically go, oh, oh. What, are you, what are you carrying this Klan beer for? Like the Klan's out making beer for everybody. So we've had it in here. I'm going to be getting it again. Mm-hmm. I had no problem. I've even put it on the web store and nobody said anything, yeah. but there was a, a tap room not too far from here, um, our bottle shop that had it and somebody went on a social media rant about it and got the, you know, and got a lot of negative attention to this person. And when pointed out to this person, it's called Yellow Belly. And when you open it up again, it has this whole thing denouncing racism. That person felt like an asshole, but damage had already been done. Yikes. So, uh, but I think they're so it's now the new batch is called cease and desist. So I think they're stopping it after this because they realize like mm, this makes much. sense in Europe. People get it here yes. in the States. It ain't flying. And yesterday we ran a fundraiser for um, the LGBTQ Freedom Fund, which helps uh, LGBTQ people who have been put in uh, jail or a uh, some sort of detention anyway so detention yeah, center yeah, it yeah. basically helps them get bail because awesome. apparently they not apparently uh they they get incarcerated at an insane amount a rate and arrested in some cases right. for stupid shit oh, yeah, that no they doubt. should not have been arrested for right so and, this and this is just a population that's more susceptible to poverty more susceptible to abuse yes you know yes, more susceptible absolutely. to all this shit so that's why they get put in those situations where they find themselves which brings justifiably which brings something up real quick yeah so this this uh uh place that shall not be named that recently got in trouble decided to call uh label the transatlantic creek from new belgium uh label it tranny yeah tranny Mm -hmm. yeah like that term hasn't like that's been yeah what year are we in what year are we in like but i noticed that a while ago the 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 response to that was nowhere near as crazy as the response to that other place we were speaking of. And I was like, that's kind of fucked up. It is. That's kind of fucked up. And yeah. so then when it came time to choose a, uh, a foundation, that's the one I went with. First off, oh, it's yeah. black owned. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And then it helps people who really fucking need it right now. So yeah. we put a couple of really awesome beers up uh, from Floodland that were our anniversary bottles. Got the two mag, the only two beers we had left over from there was these, these magnums. Mags, yeah. um, the, you know, uh, Adam, 
the owner of Floodland said, yes, do that. Oh, amazing. And we put those up. And the goal was you donate to them. So well, you, here the deal is you, you donate to them. I put your name on a list and you're assigned a number on the list, on the spreadsheet. And then we randomly choose a number. And I woke up. I was like, oh, let's just do a thousand. Like, that might be too much. I was talking to my fiance. Like, I think that might be too much. Like, I'm kind of worried that people are going to be like, ugh, a thousand dollars. Go fuck yourself. Within an hour, we had blown past a thousand dollars, and I was going to do every thousand dollars. I was going to put in, put one of the bottles up. Yeah. I was going to pick a winner. Yeah. I got so many emails and DMs that I could not keep up. Oh my god! And when I came into work, I was like, "I'll finish it there. It'll be fine." And I came into work, and between receiving orders and ha- having to fulfill customer orders, I. M- it was a nightmare. Dude. Myself and another employee had to sit down. And I was like, you handle the emails. I'll handle the DMs. Just start <laughs> adding it in. And Damn. at the end of the day, we, we made $6,902. Dude, that's and it incredible. Was, it was so much that I was like, I put up some vintage Cantillons from like 2000, oh 2002. My God. I like cried. <gasps> Man, I'm so amazing. happy to hear that. So it's it's stuff like that that makes me go okay all right all this other stuff where people are trying to cancel each other yeah. and you know everybody's angry with each other and understandably so in a lot of cases it felt good to like see something positive happen Ugh, right it's like you at this point I'm like searching for any sort of positivity like it's fucking heroin <laughs> like yes where can I get any sort of like yes. endorphins fed to my brain right now at the end of the day like I love good documentaries like but I get home and my brain I'm like let's just mm-hmm. put on curb your enthusiasm. Oh. Dude, that is exactly what I've been watching. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up. We're on like season five. So I guess that long uh, story, I was trying to say, I my brain is like warped at the end of the day. Every Bro, time, every, every shift now, every shift. I'm Staring at a computer screen is not what I got into this industry for. But it's I'm so glad, awesome. I'm glad we're doing, we're doing what we're doing. I would right. not change a thing right now. It's either that or we, we're closed down. Right, yeah. Because I am not opening these doors up anytime soon, folks. Sorry. Yeah. They I mean, shall remain until... Just look at Arizona. It's a prime example. Their numbers just skyrocketed. That was crazy. I, my favorite thing about this industry is, A, it's, it's communal, but I just like knowing what makes every brewer, <coughs> excuse me, tick. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, there's a brewery that has a lot of religious connotations in their names. And I know this person, the brewery is not religious, mm-hmm. the owner or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, I grew up religious, so it's kind of just, like, stuff from that. Like, I just think that's fascinating. I oh, want to yeah, know right? what makes, like, yeah. I want to know past your ingredients and your beer. I want to know about you. Mm. What makes mm. you, what makes your beer specifically you? Like, yeah, right. what made you do this? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's what I love about the beer. Like, I hear you all talking about beer, and it's like, that's, you will know a lot. But, like, I know some gossip. <laughs> you know no matter what the oh, industry. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Like, knowing what their past jobs are. Oh, yeah. That's I won't name a name because he's very private, but there's a brewer that used to write for the Howard Stern Show. Hmm. I guarantee you know. Okay, interesting. And when I found that out, and then I found out he was doing it the the era I was listening, I was like, that's what? the coolest thing ever. And every wow. time I hang out with him, great guy. I just have to restrain myself from like, so what's Baba Booey like? Like, <laughs> it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And he's just the greatest dude in the world. Oh, the greatest that's guy. Awesome. Like, Could you work in an office? Um, I have, and it wasn't great. Um, 
my problem is, is I, like you're saying, I don't like to sit in front of a computer. I like being on my feet and moving all day long. Like I, that's something I, even if I'm just bartending, even if I'm just a server somewhere, that's always something I've really valued is being on my feet, going, moving, talking. Um, because sitting in front of a computer with just headphones on and not speaking to anyone, unless it's lunchtime and then you like kind of interact with coworkers that you don't even like, yeah, that's a nightmare. And then they start talking about their feelings all the time. <laughs> the problem is, too, is just work? I'm a really good listener, too, so people oh, notice no. that about me, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they gravitate towards me because yeah. of that, because then I'll just sit there and be like, uh-huh. Bartending helped me learn to walk away from people that are, are in mm-hmm. that are like Very energy vampires, oh, just God, talking to you and telling you their bullshit stories. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I was talking with a rep today, and some guy walked by. I was like, "You guys talking to me?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, Sir, we weren't." No. Why would we be talking to you? And then he just went on and on and on. He's like, "Oh, you let me tell you a story." Someone I thought somebody's talking to me, and then afterwards he decided to tell us why he had to go uh, into a mental institution. I'm like, that, "Hey, I, well, my heart breaks for you. Uh, I'm getting out of this conversation because I didn't choose dear to God. be here. I did not consent." Yeah, you wrote me in, bud. Actually, you <laughs> let yourself in. That's rude. That is breaking and entering. It in. sure is. And you know, that's something that I feel like is not talked enough about in the service industry is the number one skill for anyone who's customer facing is uh, in taking emotional labor. You are a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really what you turn into. People tell you some dark shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your heart breaks for them and goes out to them. And and maybe in some cases you can help them, give them, you know, a, a point of view they never thought about. And other times you're like, I just got to get away. I have to run, run fast. Yeah. The funniest thing for me is when um, I have like close friends who I've been best friends with for years, but they don't live in this area or they haven't like seen me work directly. And if they like came to visit me and I was working at a brewery or whatever behind the bar, um, them seeing the way I am with customers versus knowing who I am and then being like, who the fuck even are you when you're behind the bar? I'm like, I don't know, man. I uh, turn yeah. into a different person. Completely I'm just like... Completely different. Yeah, you have to. You have no choice. Yeah. I think I'm starting to, to lose that being that what we are. Because my interaction is like, all right, can I see your ID? All right, I'll be right back. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Good choice. I'm the beer, by the way. And that's it. That's basically my interactions. Right. It's weird. Like, <laughs> it when people strange. start asking me questions, they're like, how are you doing today? I'm like, uh, 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 uh. It's the first time I've heard that in weeks. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just crawl, like, hide underneath the table away from them. Like, I don't even know what to say here. You're freaking me out. We were talking about Stoop earlier. Um, I, I think to date, Stoop hasn't done a hazy IPA. That's, like, kind of their thing, is they just won't they, brew a hazy. Um, oh, they did the collaboration beer for Browers. And they did... Um, what is it called? Uh, uh, Kavaiki Mart is, is <laughs> hazy, funny. is hazy, ish. <laughs> yeah, hazy ish. But I think they're kind of they're kind of like Fremont, and then they're like, we're not gonna brew the traditional style of hazy. We're gonna do our own version of it. Yes, I get it. Yeah, you know what's funny on that topic? Um, so uh, Sean and I have been working with Lowercase. We did some blind tasting with them, which was really fun because. John chose a bunch of hazy IPAs um, from kind of like hype breweries <laughs> and uh, it's trying some of those and being like, oh, my God, this is what a Northeast IPA is versus an IPA that kind of has some haze and is very like juicy and fruity, but it's not exactly that like Northeast. It's so strange how there's now like so many different within the category of IPA and yeah. hazy IPA. There's still even subcategories uh, within there. Those are my favorite hazy IPAs. Oh. 
I don't fuck with lactose in my beer. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I've had one that was decent. Yeah. But it's not something I like. I'm clamoring for. I don't even remember who made it. No offense just, to them. Yeah, no, it's strange. I get it, man. Like, I it's kind of the <laughs> mirage model in a way. Like his hazy IPAs are super good. Oh, he but, kills it. He's kills but it. I feel like he, what he really loves doing. I don't. I don't know him personally, but it seems like what he's really good at, as besides you know normal IPA brewing, is his kind of wild saison categories. And it's like Bottleworks, twenty twenty two. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, it's on our Instagram. Yeah. It's kind of hard not to. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you you make the hype beers so you can pay for the other things you uh, want to do. Yeah, his, his those beers he makes the bottled beers are amazing. I it was one of them was like my wedding beer, quote unquote. It was if it's the same one that I drank after my fiance and I got <gasps> engaged, my mind will be blown. Um, I forget the name of it. It was um, it it was like a a reference to a detective show. It was like a um, it was it used um, like second use grapes after they were used was it was it a nice rosé color like a red reddish it was red yeah it's the same beer oh my god it's the same beer yeah okay i'll he, find he used it red wine yeah. grapes i forget exactly which ones if i'm not mistaken no yeah I, I just remember it was something from um uh from oregon um okay so we're gonna round this out with one more little segment that i like to call drunchies called whaties drunchies drunchies drunch drunch yes 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 so uh, i google that drunk munchies you probably could urban dictionary probably has a definition oh god um drunk munchies so what's kind of like your go-to snack either at home you know a lot of us are at home right now and um you're sitting on the couch and you've had three beers and then you stand up and you're like oh i i have some alcohol in me it's time to snack versus you know like being out and about with friends like what's kind of your go-to nothing i'm I'm, not there's nothing there's nothing. I do have weakness snacks, but I don't snack. Because usually I don't drink till later in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't have a snack that I go to. That is so wild to me because yeah. I just always want to eat when I'm The drinking. older you get, your metabolism. Even though mm-hmm. I still have a good metabolism, it's not what it used to be. I guess that's fair. Yeah. yeah. It does fill you up. And it doesn't really help with the hangover the next day. You just feel like shit because you ate garbage food. I guess that's true. But I guess I would rather have pizza and beer than just beer. And oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know just something to absorb the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I do have one weakness. What is that? Candy corn. Wait, are you for real? I know. It's weird. I don't get it either. Wax candy? Do you know what the best candy corn is, though? Hmm. There's a vegan candy corn. Wow. I mean, your skin does looks amazing when you go <laughs> vegan. It looks amazing because like you, like you're not so, as yeah. red. Yes. Yes. Uh, I even tried doing raw for a little while. Ooh, that's, that's expensive. Oh, yes. Seriously. And dear God, uh, uh, you can get you get real drunk if you drink while you're eating raw food because it doesn't absorb anything. No, because my diet is kind of strange too. I'm not like strict vegan. Um, I just like absolutely I don't. Do have you eat like humans? <laughs> That's my exception. Because that'd be humans. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm vegan except for children. <laughs> Man, okay. You're gonna get canceled after this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So uh, your drenchy is nothing then. It's nothing. It's nothing. I'm very embarrassed by that. But that usually, but usually by the time I've already had dinner, I don't. I don't do late night snacks. Fair, that's fair. You know, I got. I got to keep just being responsible. I got to keep this form. I got to keep this <laughs> skeleton form. I will still to this day die by a beer in my hands and a Bavarian pretzel because I got to have my solid bread and I got to have my liquid bread. God, I really hope these coolers don't pick up. If I'll feel really bad. No, no, no. I mean, there might be a slight hum, but it's not bad at all. I promise. It's a very soothing hum. It's not bad. I 
this noise there is still is in my head at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like leaving a concert when you have the ringing in your ear. It's just, it's like the humming of the yes. fridges. Yes. Um, one thing I've always loved about Bottle Works, though, is it's dark and it's always cool in here. Yeah, try working here. After a while, you're like, just give me some light, especially now that we have the window boarded up. Oh, yeah, man. That I'm really translucent. You can see my, you can see everything. Mm, through, yeah. The only thing that distracts you is these stupid tattoos that I got. <laughs> They're great tattoos. I like them. Um, but I, that's something I've always, excuse me, um, something that's always attracted me to this place is that yes. it's, there is almost like a basement vibe in the it's, sense it's that it's been it's, lived in. This place is basically a museum. That's why I love it so much. Yeah. And I've, and I've gone digging through, like I've gone on the coolers to organize and clean things up and found some really, really cool stuff that Man. is long gone. Like, I don't know if you, your listeners care, but there's some bottles up at the top of the cooler. Yeah. These little tiny bottles, those are the first collaboration that Bottleworks ever did up there. And I've cracked it's one crazy. open, and it's not great now because well, it's yeah. super old. And it's just a blonde ale. It's a Belgian blonde. A Belgian blonde that's like 21 years old. Yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not fantastic now. I'm sure at the time it was great, but like that, yeah. and you like these old hair of the dog. It's so good. I mean, those are your magnums. Dear God, those are just machine guns at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so much cool history here. And, and, and it really as somebody is. who was a fan of this place and now is, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying running, running the joint or whatever's happening. Um, it's it's very humbling to to like sit. I, I literally stop and go, holy shit! Like, yeah, look at this place, man. And you There's know, so much history. There totally is, and that's the thing that's kind of a shame. I mean, uh, we all know that Seattle is a big transplant city. I mean, both you and I are. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of like kind of young blood in the city who don't even know that are beer fans and don't even know that this place exists. And it's like, that's what, Very true. that's what I love so much about this company. I mean, Browers and Bottle Works has such deep ties to yeah. the OG Seattle beer scene. They're really a part of it. Um, how about we cheers our, um, Oh, Hey, look at that. Empty glasses. Oh, you have a little bit more. I don't want to brag, but I'm not trying to overdo it. Um, it's so such bad luck to cheers an empty glass but there's like you got the spit at the bottom oh wait is that really bad luck oh i have a little bit we had the spit at the bottom but it counts okay okay good so i don't have seven years of bad luck (laughs) i think it's more than seven years but these things happen anyway well thank uh, you so much thank you i appreciate it um amazing chatting with you i'm really sorry your show's getting canceled after this (laughs) uh whoever whatever network or whatever is picking you up you know what this is going to be the most listened to episode so you know it's I a would good like to think think so, but it's that's not always a good thing. Well, you know what? The good thing is that we got to sit here and drink a couple beers together, and you know what? That's what this is about. I'll take your word on it. All right, cheers. I'll take your word. <laughs>